It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and El Bandito. How you doing tonight, El Bandito? Ooh, I'm having a super good night, Senor. How are you doing? Oh man, I don't know if we could get much better. <laughs> Why is that? Oh man, it's just, you know, we're in summertime now. Yeah. You know, last week we talked about our big summer review. These movies are coming out, man, and they're they're not holding back. Absolutely. Well, it's funny you mention that because that's why I'm in such a good mood today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I got to run out and catch Wonder Woman. Oh, you caught her? Like, literally? <laughs> awesome. I don't know. There's not much to grab onto with Gal Gadot. But <laughs> she, could, she could stand to have a little more curves. We were just talking about that before the show started. Exactly. That I was yeah. telling him, I was like, Angel Dust from Deadpool was uh, like my favorite comic book woman physique because she was just thick in all the right places, you know? <laughs> she had and, all that right stuff in all the yeah, right places. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, but plus, she was an, uh, an actual professional fighter in real life, yes, which yes. is really cool. Um, but I love that physique, you know, the kind of muscular woman that's kind of more of what's drawn in comics, you know? Yes. But a lot of people like the kind of supermodel look that Gal Gadot has. She's definitely beautiful, beautiful woman. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to say that she's not, but... Uh, I know we had a little tease and you know, uh, Batman versus Superman, but... Yeah. From what I've heard so far, and we, I can't wait to hear what you thought, but this movie's really rocking it out in the box office. Oh, dude, absolutely. And then, you know, with talking about how beautiful she is, Gal Gadot's performance in the film, I really loved. Awesome. Um, it's funny because her she was she was kind of like an angry woman in the Batman Superman movie. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, she kind of yeah, seemed yeah. bitchy, was kind of shitty to Batman and stuff. Absolutely. Um, but I really like in this movie, she has a lot of personality, a lot of character. You get to know her a lot more than you did in the other movie. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I love seeing her smile. Gosh, she has an amazing smile. <laughs> you know, it's just gorgeous. And I'm glad that she uses it in the movie because it's fantastic, you know? Well, without too much spoilers, how much of it do you see that's Diana and how much of it that's actually like the Wonder Woman persona that we know from the, from the comic books uh, you know that'd be a hard thing to say but i'd probably give it about 50 percent oh really you know? oh that's pretty cool um, man. So but they... that might be like kind of a generous 50 percent because okay. my gut instinct is to be like zero <laughs> you know um <laughs> uh, only because it's it's an origin story you sure, know like how much sure. of captain america was in the first avenger that's true you know? um, that's true you know honestly kind of a lot towards the end of the movie you mm -hmm. know he was he was kind of full-fledged he was as cap as he was going to get absolutely you know after he spent those two years or whatever fighting nazis by the yeah. end of the movie when when he went in to fight hydra at the end like that's captain america that we know and love today even still oh yeah um, but i don't think wonder woman ever really got to that point of like she was fully established as wonder woman because the um, one of the things a lot of people have been reviewing about the movie is that she's very naive to the outside world the rest of the world sure um, she grew up in what is it amazonia or is uh, it Damascia? There you go. There yeah. you go. There you know, you but yes, the home of these Amazons. But I think they don't call it the Amazon because then they sound South American. Oh, <laughs> good point. Yeah, yeah. 
But anyways, <laughs> the um, you know, that naivety that she carries throughout the film kind of almost makes her unrelatable to an extent that you're like, man, she's incredibly naive to like everything that goes on. And it's a little cutesy in some parts. Sure, sure. Um, I remember and, in like the trailer, she's like trying to walk out the door with a sword and yeah. like, no, 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 no swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's cute and it's nice and everything like that. But it, again, like to me, it's just DC making another character of theirs like not relatable, you know, mm. and I don't like that. Like you can't really, you don't have anything in common with Superman. You know, gotcha. you don't really have a lot in common with a super rich guy other than he's depressed a lot. You know, everyone gets kind of depressed sometimes, you know, so you sure. kind of relate to Batman. But, you know, with Wonder Woman 2, you're like, OK, she's so naive. It's almost like, how can you not understand these simple things about people and the world and stuff like that? But again, she was separated, isolated, didn't live any there. And they spend a lot of time with Thamaskia and there and, you know, with, you know, her mother, the queen and everything okay. like that. I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, sure, but sure. it does spend a good chunk of the movie there. And that's nice. It's cool to learn about it. I wish there had been a little more detail about her character. Okay. As opposed to just the general, like it's a very general, it's like a broad stroke of what's going on there as opposed to very specific things, but that's okay. Well, you know? just from the storyline, from what I saw in the trailer, how would you say this relates between this and like the first Thor movie? Because when you think about it from that mm -hmm. perspective, you know, like they're in their own little realm and then they get kind of pushed into, you know. Sure. Uh, well, the, the one thing I can, I can say about relating it to Thor is that Thor is hyper aware of what Midgard is, which is what they call Earth. Gotcha. So he kind of knows what's going on on Earth. He knows about humans and what they do and stuff like that. And he doesn't really treat them as though they are different than okay. the way they really are. Like he understands people as a character. Yeah, he may not know what a beer is or what <laughs> a cop is. Another. But he, yeah. <laughs> but he understands that people are people and that they have emotions and they fall in love and he, and he understands them in that sense where you know a lot of the movie not to spoil anything it seems like diana doesn't understand why there's a world war god gotcha. like why okay. people would ever fight and that kind of naivety is just bizarre and of course you the know? timeline makes it different and stuff like yeah. you know this the thor was in modern times this is back in world, world war one gotcha. yeah so right yeah, kind of so. after the turn of the century and all that and sure it's very good and, and i'll tell you from the the, the feminist perspective it's a little bit difficult to kind of super get behind that naivety mm -hmm. you know that it's a cool growth and everything for her character yeah but uh there's a villain in the movie who i think as a woman is a much better female like role model really yeah okay. because so as a bad guy she's accepted among the men her work is credited as some of the best and everything like ah, that you know and gotcha. but it's all very subtle like no one says like oh this woman is the best in her field no she just is and you're kind of like, that's the kind of the role model we're looking for. Someone who is just there while Wonder Woman still has a lot of the, oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, she's so wonderful. Yeah. Like, oh, she shouldn't be on the battlefield because she's so beautiful. <laughs> and you're like, well, you're kind of pigeonholing men into, yeah, you know, being misogynist in a sense, you know? So Absolutely. it's kind of like, I don't really think that's super fair. But the other character I really thought was great. I won't spoil it or tell you who it is. You'll know if you watch the movie. Okay. Um, but. I will say this, you know, you mentioned Thor. Uh, I mostly compare this to the first Avenger, Captain America. Sure, the time period. Yeah, because yeah. originally both of these were set in World War II, and they mm -hmm. purposely shifted this to World War One to kind of get away from the similarity, right? Absolutely. Um, but the two movies compared on, like, Rotten Tomatoes mm -hmm. and IMDb's, like, score. Yes. Like, they hammer the first Avenger like this was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. 
and they're like touting Wonder Woman like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It absolutely is up there with a 93% on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Which literally outranks every other Marvel movie ever made except for the first Iron Man. Wow. So if, if you want to sit here and ask me like, do I think that Wonder Woman was better than Batman versus Superman? Hell yes. Uh, was it better than Man of Steel? I will literally never watch that movie again. <laughs> and I will watch this movie 10 times out of 10 every time first. But is it better than The Avengers? Is it better than Guardians of the Galaxy? I personally don't think so. You know, other yeah. people might. Um, but I just think that especially the ensemble casts. I mean, sure. you want to even talk about Winter Soldier uh, or Civil War. Sure. Like, sure. I really would not. I would rather watch any of those movies than watch this movie again. Not that it was bad because yeah. it's not a bad movie. It's good. You're just saying in the rankings, you're yeah, very it surprised. Kinda, yeah, it kind of seems like it's getting a nudge. You know, kind of more of like, hey, it's a female director. It's a female-led sure. movie. Like, let's really make sure it has a good outing because it is a good, solid movie. But is it going to be something iconic to me? Not really. I'm definitely glad to hear that it's it was a lot better than Batman versus Superman <laughs> and Suicide Squad. Definitely yeah. gives some hope for the uh, DC movies. I know uh, Party Man Will and DC Eric will be really happy to hear that. That you know, it's 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 on the up. So definitely looking forward. So. Here's the here's the final question on Wonder Woman. Okay. Does this seeing this movie does it get you excited to see what's going to happen in Justice League? It absolutely does, you know, and it makes me excited to see what Diana's doing now. Okay, you know, like okay. it does get me excited about her. I love her character. I love Gal Gadot playing her character a thousand times more than I did from Batman versus Superman. Awesome. Um, the movie was good. Cool. It's a good movie. It gets you psyched. It does its job. Do I think it's getting a little too much praise? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Maybe you know? a little o overrated. <laughs> yeah, you know, but very, very slightly. I mean, if I were to have to give this a, a, a somewhere in a 100 Rotten yeah, Tomatoes type score, think? I'd probably give it 85. Okay. You so, know? yeah, it's still definitely in there. Certified fresh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. Uh, if you were going to limit me to 1 through 10, probably a 6. Okay, you know, because okay. it's better yeah. than an average movie. Absolutely, um, yeah. but there's still a lot of leeway in the realm of great. Yeah, because still even if you're talking area for improvement, yeah, yeah, even if you're talking about comic book movies. I'm hard pressed to give any comic book movie over an eight or a nine. Sure, because there's always like, something. Yeah, <laughs> tens are like Casablanca level stuff. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. like iconic things that yeah. push film to a new echelon. Absolutely. You know, American Beauty or something like that. That's like a dramatic Academy Award winning piece. Mm -hmm. None of these movies are. You know, absolutely. But judging something based on film and having Rotten Tomatoes say that film critics are rating this ninety three percent, like having taken classes in film and studied film for a long time. I don't really see where it's getting 93% from a film critic. Gotcha. I see where you're coming from, El Bandito. And yeah, like you said, it's good to hear that you enjoyed the movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely, you know, the, the critics are the critics. Yeah, they're mm. always going to... Well, I'm going to tell you about something right now that's really fresh. If you want to hear from two of the best critics on the internet, <laughs> you're going to want to check this out. We're talking about the Power Hour of Love's playthrough and review. Absolutely, man. Everyone's got an opinion, and ours is just as good as anybody else's, so oh, you might yeah. as well go check it out. But this uh, this month, what we've got coming at you is the Prey game from Bethesda. Mm -hmm. We played a clip of it last month, oh, uh, yeah. about three minutes that we had played originally. 
expanding on that, we've made a whole full-fledged video that's reviewing the game, mm-hmm. um, but while we play through it. Oh, so it's yeah. the beginning portion of the game. We're playing through it. We're checking it out. We're giving you live, on-the-spot, initial reviews of what we think as we're going along. So it's pretty exciting. I hope you guys all get over to our YouTube channels, just Power Hour of Love over at YouTube. Yep. So head out there, check it out, throw us a like, subscribe, and we're going to keep doing some more playthrough and reviews to keep you guys up to speed with the best games that are out there. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited, El Bandito. It's been getting a great uh, traction. You know, lots of people have been going out and checking it out. I know it's been getting a lot of likes on our Instagram and Facebook and all that great stuff. So, yeah, definitely get out there. Like El Bandito said, subscribe so you keep up with all the latest news. Well, speaking of famous women this week, though, I got to tell you, I just read a funny story. It turns out that they had the National Night of Laughter and Song earlier this week. Oh, that must have been fun. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I'm not really familiar with the event, but what's getting a lot of news from it is Jerry Seinfeld was there. Oh, big fan. Yeah, while he was there on the red carpet kind of talking to some reporters and things like that, Kesha, of all people, <laughs> not comes, a big fan. comes running up <laughs> telling him she wants to get a hug from him. <laughs> okay. And he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, And she's like, no. I want a hug from him. <laughs> and he's like, no, thank you. And she's like, I'm such a big fan. Can I just have a little hug? And he's like, no, thank you. And just oh walks away. So he like totally snubs her. And as he's walking away, the reporter's like, why didn't you give Kesha a hug? And he looks at the guy and is like, I don't know who that is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh man that cracked me up that's a little bit of the other side of uh maybe not so wonderful woman oh there. yeah exactly there you go it kind of seems like that chick sprouted out from a brothel <laughs> oh i i think she may have el bandito what a great way to lead into our first musical break of the night here we have church girls with brothel sprouts Drop, bodies and not drop A town full of drugs, bill, heads and drop 
And that was the Church Girls with Brothel Sprouts. Man, I got to tell you, what an awesome name for a track. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome name for Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we all know the Church Girls. They've been taking South Florida by storm the last few years. You know, we saw them at quite a few uh, musical events. And yeah, they, they they pop up and they're always opening for these big acts that come through. Absolutely, so, man. Those guys jam. Oh, definitely, El Bandito. And uh, big news this week for them is that their uh, 2006 EP that was released last year, mm-hmm. it's now available on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, get out there, get in touch with them, mm-hmm. and uh, send them some love. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, you know what, El Bandito? I think it's time for a news segment, but not Ooh. just regular news. We've got Podunk News. Oh man, this first story on this uh, on this news bit, I've been dying to talk about this week. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Well, Guar is mad at Kathy Griffin for steering their material <laughs> over this beheaded Trump photo that she. <laughs> okay. Put I mean, everyone who knows Guar has known that they've murdered every president since their inception. Okay. <laughs> during their live stage show, so yeah, when that picture came out and Kathy Griffin started getting a lot of uh, hate yeah. for it, you know, Guar kind of jumped up and was like, "We're mad at her too because there's she's stealing our stuff," <laughs> which you know, a lot of metalheads and stuff laughed at. You know, yeah. oh, look at Guar like being cool, being supportive kind of in their own way, mm-hmm. you know, but apparently just a few days ago, Kathy Griffin and her lawyer were having this big press conference uh-huh. and she called out, the lawyer called out Guar, Municipal Waste and a bunch of other metal bands that have like depicted like Trump being murdered on yeah. some kind of like material, like some of them have it like on t-shirts yeah. and stuff. And Can we like, say an effigy? I think we should yeah. just remind the listeners that's an effigy. Oh, absolutely. They're murdering people. <laughs> Just in case. This is a good point. Yes, an <laughs> effigy, you know, just as, you know, for you know, energy, for, for comedic purposes, yeah. I guess would also, you know. But yeah, they're, um, you know, they, they had said that, oh, these guys get put off as like, you know, just bad boys, but, you know, mm-hmm. she's getting all this heat, not just from one side or the other, but yeah, I guess a lot, a lot of people look down on that whole visual. I mean, did yeah. you see the photo? No, I didn't see the photo, but I can tell you this. I mean, Sinead O'Connor ripped that image of the pope yeah and like never worked again yeah so there's definitely some yeah career ending maneuvers yeah there's there's a way to do it in a sense that's fun and there's a way to do it in a way that seems hateful or angry or that sends the wrong message because i you know i don't really know the full story behind the sinead o'connor thing but i know that she said several times that she's like no i don't hate Pope John Paul II, that guy was awesome. Sure, it was. But it was to make a statement about you know how religion like dominates people's lives, but not in a good way sometimes. Absolutely. Um, But even still, that's completely misconstrued because what she did is a visual thing that had subtext and all this to it. And I can certainly see Kathy Griffin doing the same thing and just getting that fiery red hair of hers set ablaze. (laughs) Well, the one thing that Kathy Griffin and her lawyer were saying was that oh well. Kathy apologized, you know, like right after it all happened. So I guess they reached out to Guar and they were like, Guar, you know, like you guys do this every year. Like, how come you don't get in trouble? And they said, 
Because Guar never apologizes. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I mean, if you apologize, you're also admitting that you did something wrong. Absolutely. And I guess they did say, because, you know, Guar's about to embark on the warp tour this Mm -hmm. summer. They said, hey, Kathy Griffin's more than welcome to come out on stage and decapitate, you know, in effigy, Trump. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and then they said they would promptly kill her because during the press conference, they pronounced her name as G-W-A-R. He's like, can't you just say Guar? War, like it's so hard to say. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny story there. All right, but, I googled the photo here. I don't understand what she's doing. She's just standing there looking at it. Yeah, with this beheaded, uh, you know, uh, mannequin head. I don't know. So. It looks like a joke to me, man. What are people oh, getting all bent out of shape? You know over? how it goes, man. Like stuff that like this goes out there, and it's just like, oh come on. Sometimes yeah. people are just looking for a reason to be offended. Absolutely. I mean, I'm more offended at her act most of the time than. <laughs> well, that's the thing. People are like Kathy Griffin. Griffin's career is over. It's like, did she really have one (laughs) to begin with? But hey, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I I definitely wanted to mention it for the guar aspect. But uh, we've got- Okay, well, we'll, we'll wait. I can tell you a story here about someone- getting kind of bullied kind of put down kind of taken over oh, for like no reason <laughs> let's hear it let's hear it. what's going on well it turns out a korean convenience store up in new jersey uh-huh. named dawa okay. are being forced to change their name after lawsuits from the gas station wawa <laughs> so it was dawa like- yeah i mean i assume that's how you pronounce it it's yes. d-a-w-a Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently means come in in Korean. So it's kind of like welcoming. Oh, so it's a, it's a term. It's yeah. like an actual, it's not just the title of the story. Like it's actually like a phrase. And yeah. The- yeah. So it's not like they took Wawa and changed it to something else. Yeah, Cause Wawa don't mean anything. Wawa. Yeah. Well, Wawa actually means bus in Spanish. Really? So yeah, oh, well, I don't know I if was- it's that spelling or whatever, but you know, yeah, but I mean, that's so funny. I mean, you know, come in makes sense for a convenience or bus. I mean, I guess they could refuel. A bu- yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> completely. Yeah, man. Wawa, stop bossing people around. No, totally. And what surprises me is this guy's getting sued. But like, there's a guy in New York who I think he's Pakistani and he hates 7-Eleven so much that he opened his own convenience store called 612 really yeah <laughs> and no one's giving him any shit you know? that's pretty funny yeah no I've, I've never heard we better be careful we might give them some uh some ammunition <laughs> uh but yeah yeah definitely what's wawa thinking may guar needs to kill them too in absolutely effigy. yeah in effigy. <laughs> <laughs> well i've got a funny story that's coming out of washington state you know, hey, isn't isn't marijuana legal in Washington State now? I'm not sure. Well, that, I'm sure if you ask people there, they'd be like, "Dave's not here, man." <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, man, these guys on Craigslist in Washington State, there's a ad that's appeared that they're looking for a guy to pose as their dad for a barbecue dad for Father's Day. Okay. These are 20-something-year-olds that they just kind of want to hire somebody to come out and, like, grill burgers and stuff for them and sit around and talk about mowing the grass. They just want somebody to do this. But here's the thing. There's some actual, like, requirements to it. Okay. You know, you have to have 18 years of experience, of dad experience. Okay, so you have so to, you have have to actually a, be a dad yeah. for the last 18 years. <laughs> and you have to have 10 years of grilling experience required to apply. And this is one person or more than one person? I guess it's this? a group of, of There's a number something. of people who are looking to hire dads 
dads to come I think and just play one their dad, dad. For, for Father's Day. <laughs> exactly. And the payment is in beer and uh, food. Oh, shit. That's, I wish I had had a kid 18 years ago. I, 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 I Actually, I may have had a kid. <laughs> I take it it's probably the food that you're making for them is the food that they're going to pay you in. But kind of a funny, crazy story that's yeah, coming out. I guess of, everyone gets grilled lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but you know, there's also another scary story that's looming out there in the video game world is that uh the Friday the thirteenth game hasn't really been doing so well as far as like uh performance issues go. Like the game oh. itself from people that I've talked to are saying they're having a lot of fun with it when they get to play, but they've had a lot of server issues, um uh, some technical stuff, bugs. Now, now, now look, I don't know. You know, from experience myself, I never really have a problem. I hear performance issues are common among older men, you know. <laughs> Jason's been around for quite a while. That's true. Maybe he just true. can't keep it up anymore the way he used to. He's but... like, kick <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they've been saying that like when Jason appears on screen, people have these hokey, frozen, like PlayStation 2 graphic level faces. That just oh, yeah. looks cheesy. So they're saying the Xbox and PS4 versions, you know, are, are getting patched and they're probably yes. going to be patched up they're probably already done patched up by now but you know they're working on they're saying pc is the best place to play right now that's what it's but, been said y- you know the, the server issue sounded the worst to me like they said how people would yeah. drop off the server Absolutely. and it would kick everyone out of the game yeah so you don't get any of your experience points yeah. or anything so yeah. i mean that sounds like it could be super frustrating i mean i know this game was made purely for the friday the 13th fans but it's like at the same time Arkham Origins from Batman. That was made for Batman fans. Mm -hmm. But hey, we pretty much like them. Fucking amazing. (laughs) Well, well, I'm saying like when it first came out with all of its performance issues that it had, I mean, it almost got like thrown. Oh, you're talking about Origins. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I gotcha. Okay, I didn't catch that when you first said it. But yeah, Arkham Origins. I remember you played about 30 hours and it destroyed your save. Exactly. Just dumped it. I would have never played that again. You know, I was lucky. I didn't play it for like a year and a half. So everything was all (laughs) passed. Yeah, no problem. You're like, dude, I don't know why you hated that game but, so Yeah, much. and then you told me that, and I was like, fuck that. I threw that shit out a window. It, it, it was rough. So, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, awesome job to the folks that are still sticking it out, you know, and playing the game. I'm sure that that company is, is working very hard to get it all fixed up. So. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this Florida news that's going on here. A 22-year-old man in Jacksonville was arrested on drug dealing charges while he was on Facebook Live. <laughs> I know we were just talking about this earlier, about how popular this is getting with yeah. people being on Facebook Live. <laughs> but apparently before the police stormed his home, the man was flashing large amounts of money to his friends online, <laughs> saying the line, it just don't stop. Man, it just don't stop. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, they totally kicked in his door and arrested his ass because he had a bunch of these drug charges. You know, I don't know if maybe somebody said, hey, man, look at this guy on here doing all it. Yeah, kind of yeah. like, but, it, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, the whole. Yeah, uh, ultimately, occur- it stopped right then and there. <laughs> that money stopped. <laughs> it stopped. Yeah, it definitely went to the, uh, to the Jacksonville uh, Police Department, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Who knows where it is now? But, but his bail is currently set at. Four hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. I think he's definitely stopped. Shall so. we go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> well, that certainly doesn't sound like the way to do it, man. But in case you're wondering, Shinobi Ninja can tell you right now how we do it. What time is it? Show time. What time is it? Show time. What time is it? Show time. This is how. 
And that was Shinobi Ninja with This Is How We Do It and Scenario. So what did you think of that track, Senor Boyle? Oh, man. You know, since those were both two cover songs, I thought Shinobi Ninja rocked it. Absolutely, man. The Brooklyn superstars are gearing up for an exciting summer, it looks like. So be sure to check out their YouTube show, Heavy Metal Breakfast. I watched a couple episodes of this earlier, El Bandito, and it's pretty cool. Like, they're only usually about a minute or two long. Yeah. But they kind of get, like, a, a question, like, you know, 
who's more metal, Ozzy or this person, or, you know, like they kind of get these just wild, wild questions about mm. heavy metal. And like, it's just the four, you know, four of the band <laughs> members kind of sitting there like debating and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. That's awesome, man. I love their channel. I subscribe to it. So I get the notifications every once in a while on oh, my yeah. Gmail or whatever that they're like, Hey, Shinobi Ninja's got a new video and I always love to go and check it out. That and the nerd list. Oh, like yeah. The Nerd List has some cool stuff. Those, I like those that are great. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, everybody go out there and check out Shinobi Ninja. You know, if, if they come to your town, see them live. They're, I know we've been yeah. saying it for years, but, like, Shinobi Ninja is a band you have to see live. Yeah, man. They, they will feel it. You're like, you will feel it when you go and check that out. Great band. But you know what else would be great to see live that we never get the opportunity to? What's that? E3. Oh, yeah, man. And that's coming up this weekend, but we got a special treat for all of our listeners. We got a little bit of an E3 preview. Oh, yeah. So what's up first, Albandito? Well, of course, the big news is going to be that the Xbox Project Scorpio will finally be unveiled this Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern at E3. It's probably going to be broadcast on that Xbox Live, like, oh, sure. you know, viewing channel yeah. thing that you can click on with uh, Major Nelson or whatever his name is, you know, Larry Hagman there. <laughs> that there. guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, also, like, I'm sure through, like, many Twitch accounts mm-hmm. and uh, uh, YouTube and stuff, everyone will be able to tune in and see what yeah. Xbox has in store. And I mean, I know we watched a quick video about the development kit and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is great for all the third party vendors and yeah such. and was like crazy detailed about oh, what they're yeah. doing and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> but yeah to see what this new machine is capable of yeah be, is pretty excited is pretty exciting just to, to see what's going to be the next level yeah absolutely and honestly you know it's 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 a little high-end stuff but when you when you follow along with what they're saying in the video you know if you're familiar with some tech stuff it really is like holy cow like they are doing everything they can to make it easy for people to make games. Absolutely. You know, talking about slowing or s- slowing down, <laughs> talking about speeding up iterations oh, and being yeah. able to download the game faster and being able to uh, demo things on consoles without even having them be it's, connected to a monitor. That's pretty you know, cool. Yeah, being able to stack them. I mean, just all the stuff they said was really cool. So it sounds like the development kit uh, is really cool. But again, it's totally different than the actual Project Scorpio. Sure. So it was a little yeah. weird that they yeah, you know, you or I clued us in on that. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to get one of them. Right. Like, and it, we probably wouldn't want one. You know? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, but, it sounds all this extra <laughs> shit for. But no, it looks really cool. So we're waiting with bated breath to find out what they do on Sunday. And again, this may not be the thing that everyone runs out and buys Monday morning. Sure. You know, but it's going to be the kind of thing that this may be like the penultimate design of like what a gaming system should be. Something yeah. that you can have and keep and upgrade. Um, so let's see. Let's see what they do. Can't wait to see. Well, I know the rumor mill has already started to roll for uh, what PlayStation has in store for uh, for us at E3, and it seems like a new handheld device might be coming out from PlayStation to kind of do some battle with the Nintendo Switch. Absolutely. You know, Scorpio may be the future of gaming, but the present of gaming is this Nintendo Switch, man. People oh, love it. Yeah, they it's love its portability. It goes around everywhere. It has a little TV screen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like people are really getting into this loving it taking it with them everywhere and that portability is something we've all enjoyed with our cell phones being able to take them around and everything like that Um, so being able to kind of merge these two worlds together is a pretty big step 
Um, we'll see how far that goes. I mean, these are big steps, but still baby steps as far as that goes. Sure. Um, but PlayStation throwing its hat into the mix as it always does and trying to one-up the Nintendo Switch <laughs> is kind of a... Kind of a lofty goal, but we'll we'll see what they can do. I, I mean, mean, if it's anything like them trying to compete with the Wii's like <sighs> remote, and they made that move bullshit yeah. thing look like a microphone, <laughs> I think sucked. Well, I'd have to say the early days of the PlayStation definitely took a lot of Nintendo's innovative ideas and like ran yeah, home runs them. with them. I mean, the, the yeah. Dual Shock, the you know the the vibrating controllers, it, dude. I'll yeah. I'll throw myself right under the bus. I used to tell people all the time that having a game on a CD was stupid. That you could scratch it and damage it. Like I want cartridges forever. Uh-huh. You know, and now look, every game's on a freaking Everything. DVD. You know, or it's just like yeah, just tell us you purchased it, and like yeah, we'll let you download. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the downloads are so great. It is so great. great. I've just always thought, I mean, you see it with a lot of the independent uh, companies mm-hmm. that they'll, you know, if you don't get physical media with your stuff, they'll bring the price of the game down. Yeah. But, you know, without, like a lot of the Xbox and PlayStation games, it doesn't matter if you get a box or not. It's still $60. So, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. But, and the other thing is some games won't play if you don't have an internet connection. That's true. And that, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's variables, but yeah, not, not to get on my independent game high horse, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm also, you, you don't want to get on a rant and start <laughs> bitching about it. So, uh, McPatches will be happy that more people are bitching on his station. <laughs> this is true. He, I think he has the, 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 the bitch, the bitching meter. It has, has, it has, has a meter. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like the doomsday clock. It just keeps <laughs> rolling up. But, uh, <laughs> but speaking, Speaking of Nintendo, yes. uh, we'll also get our first real look at Super Mario Odyssey, which is going to be coming out for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors are floating around about a possible Super Nintendo Classic Edition, much like that Classic Edition NES that like fits in the palm of your hand or whatever. I am super stoked about that. The Super Nintendo is like my favorite console of all time. Really? Like I, wow. It, it, it is. I just I love the games that were yeah. on it. I love the controller. I mean, I, I have a lot of love for the Sega Genesis. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. You know, I sure. had both. But yeah, the Super Nintendo, like it was such a durable system. I'm pretty sure I could still go hook up the one that's been sitting in my garage throughout the last 10 years and that thing would still work. But yeah, just some of the games, I think they could, they have such an awesome thing. Metroid, Castlevanias, all all the, you know, there was so many. Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Just alone, like the the first game, you were like blown. Mario Mario Kart, you know, there Mm -hmm. there was a bunch of, I mean, games that are still going on today. So I'm excited about this. I just hope that with the classic edition for the Super Nintendo that they make a little more of them. Yeah, like right. They, yeah, the 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 yeah. NES classic it's it's a rarity now. You, mm-hmm. They're not making anymore. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I'm kind of uh, apparently people afraid to make some money. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they're planning, but. So, and then uh, coming up right after that uh, Microsoft conference on Sunday, we got the Bethesda World conference is set to take place. So, man, Sunday's going to be pretty exciting. Find out what's going on at Xbox, and then Bethesda's coming at us. Well, I'm always excited to see something new from Bethesda, man. I mean, when they had their big conference, uh, what was it, two years ago, where they announced Fallout 4. Oh, and, that was the best. Uh, the, 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 what's the vault game? Oh, uh, uh, Fallout Shelter. Yeah, and they announced Fallout Shelter, Doom, was that Doom. The, oh, yeah, the man. Dishonored Two. I mean, that was just that was a mind blowing freaking. I mean, was... And Bethesda treats you right, man. I mean, you get so many like nice packages and collector sets of all their games and all their editions of their stuff. You know, it's just is really really good stuff. And just now, 
you know, we reviewed the Prey game. It's mm-hmm. on our playthrough and review YouTube channel. Go out there and check it out. It's pretty rocking. Uh, amazing freaking game. I mean, I'm super stoked to, oh, yeah. to you know, check out more of it. So, you know. It looks very action-packed and, like, yeah, keeping you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. So whatever Bethesda's got coming, I can't wait to see. Well, I'm, I'm hoping for either some Quake news or, of course, the Elder Scrolls have been, all the fans have been waiting with bated breath to be like, all right, is number is number six coming? Or yeah, is that- <laughs> absolutely. You know, and I hate to be that guy, but I hope it's not online. Like- <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, th- I mean, I know they have their online community as well, yeah. but yeah, I, th- I think we're going to get our classic uh, ES title soon. But, you know, even if they don't hype up a lot of new games, if they're just telling us about kind of the status quo and what they're sure. doing, I know that we do have have a lot of new games coming out from ubisoft that sound pretty exciting oh yeah man we've got far cry 5 which they've actually already released a teaser trailer for this one and i gotta say i've never really played the far cry games Mm -hmm. but this one looks really wild man let me tell you about it real quick it takes place in montana in a fictional town but in montana and it's about a um like a cult like religious group like moving into this town and like they take over the town so they're putting on like you know this whole cult you know kind of thing okay. and you pretty much have to go you're like a i think like a convenience store guy or something and like you have to get your guns and stuff and you have to battle these like crazy cultist people oh so my gosh it's out it's very different you know usually the far cry games are always on like an island somewhere yeah, or something yeah. so it looks like it's going with a completely different uh perspective but i'm actually kind of excited about it yeah, i watch it yeah. sounds super cool i've always heard that these were kind of like in that same vein like Saints Row, that they're just over-the-top good. Yeah. You know, that they're, like, just unbelievable, crazy nonsense, but just <laughs> hella fun at the same time. And you want to talk about something hella fun, I'm excited that Ubisoft is going to show us a little bit of South Park fractured but whole. <laughs> Man, I have to say, if there's, like, an RPG I'm waiting for to come out this year, this would be number one. Oh, yeah, and it was so cool to see uh, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, talking about the game at E3 a few years ago yeah. where they said, like, we thought making a game sucked and we fucking hated it and it was stupid and we said we'd never fucking do it again. And as soon as they finished the Stick of Truth, they were like, now we feel like we know how we should have done that right. <laughs> So they would add and started making this second game. So it sounds really cool. I'm excited to check it out. I know it's going to kind of focus around their superhero personas like the coon. Yeah. And, uh, Is it Mintberry Crunch? Something <laughs> like that, yeah. yeah. They got Butters, <laughs> Professor Chaos, all this. General Disarray. <laughs> but yeah, it's they're taking their time with it, and I mm. think that's great. I think the due date on that one is actually New Year's Day awesome. of 2018. So wow, okay. We got cool. a little bit to wait for that one, but yeah, I can't wait to see some more clips. But I absolutely. know this last game that's on here, I know you're probably excited about, right, El Bandito? Oh, absolutely, man. I've been a, a longtime follower of the series, and a new Assassin's Creed game is going to get announced. And even though they had been coming out pretty like yearly there, it has yeah. been a little bit of a break since the last one, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Syndicate came out last year, didn't it? I, I know if it didn't, I know the kind of um, those side-scrolling ones did, the China gotcha, and all gotcha. that stuff. Okay. And then, you know, with the release of the movie and all. That's you know. true. So, yeah, they had stuff to fill the void. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, usually every year you were kind of getting a new, you know, new Assassin's Creed title. Yeah, so. yeah. But playing, playing Unity, I mean, man, I know a lot of people bagged it because they didn't like certain aspects of it or whatever. But where that game has gone from the second 
to Unity. Well, from the first game to Unity, oh, yeah. of course, you know. But I just the, the second one's so good. Oh, it's absolutely. just so good. Like the first one felt like you were taking a month to get away from Joe Schmo <laughs> Guard, you know. But you know, from the, from the start of the thing to Unity. Uh, and then to Syndicate is just amazing, the progression that they make. I can't wait to see what kind of new stuff they've got cooking up. But I can tell you this. Regardless, it's going to be dangerous. But you know who can tell you a little bit about dangerous? Who's that? Starf. Another puzzle, so I know what it means when I figure this out. The satisfaction can't be topped. This was always my favorite part. I can't be stopped. No cheat codes, no manual, nothing to guide me. But I find I've always had the answer sitting right inside me. Nostalgia calling, opportunity knocking. Hold the phone, single player ain't so bad. I'll go in alone. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. You'll find the time in handy to keep your wits about you. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. You can always count on you. Don't let the others doubt you. It's dangerous to go scary when you feel the dark surround you it's dangerous to go alone take this you're strong enough to make your way and keep the joy around you so hey you're alone again bummer sorry the change in pressure suddenly can certainly feel jarring but you roll with the punches in this mental match is far until you gain the exp to unlock the gates are barring despite the anguish that the solitude is causing there's no need to languish come on dude no pausing don't quit never surrender till the mission is complete so dust yourself off and find yourself upon your feet it's joyous even when it isn't The anger and the sorrow make the future more exquisite You won't regret the things you did more than the things you didn't So it's time to make haste instead of waste Let's hit it I know it can be difficult to not know where you're going Frustrated and afraid when the winds of change are blowing Feeling like there's no one on earth that you could trust But I promise you only need yourself as happiness or bust As bad as it may seem, I haven't come to an ending. As bad as it may seem. 
succeed. You can break through any obstacle as long as you persist. I can break through any obstacle as long as I persist. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. I'll give this a second go if you insist. And that was Starf with Dangerous. Oh, man, that was an exciting track. What can you tell us about them, Cats? Oh, man, Starf is a Scrub Club Records alumni, and he's also a member of RPG Unit. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, they're a great group. Absolutely, man. I know we played them a few months back, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely we saw them. There were King Phoenix. Yep, King Phoenix. Yep. Uh, and, uh, Robo Rob. <laughs> Robo Rob. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so they're, they're, they're a great uh, uh, group to also check out. But if you want to hear some more of Starf, he just released his fourth album this year called The Sky is a Beautiful, Dangerous Thing. Nice. Okay, that's an intriguing title. Absolutely. And what's even cooler is you can actually get it for free on Bandcamp. Right oh, so. all right. So everybody head out to Bandcamp, check out Starf, and check out uh, RPG Unit and all the rest of the Scrub Club alum. Absolutely, man. And if you guys want to check out some more live music, we got some events coming up at you right now. Absolutely. Starting on June 10th, which is a Saturday, 863 Shred, the metal show. It will be up at Senior Habaneros in Avon Park, uh, which is going to feature the Treasure Coast's own Nation of Decay, Three Knuckles Deep, and more. This starts at 8 p.m. as an 18 and over show and is absolutely free. Oh, man. Free is awesome, but definitely come and bring you know some, some money for some drinks and some food over at Senior Habaneros. Absolutely, man. Head on down and show them some love. And if that wasn't enough for you, on Friday, June 18th, Morbid Movies is back at it again, this time with one of my all-time favorites, The Shining. Oh, man, that's a classic right there. You know it, man. Stanley Kubrick, you know, bringing that (laughs) crazy weirdness to the film and... You know, definitely bringing that classic, here's Johnny, to freaking the, the, the big screen down there at the Movies of Lake Worth. It's going to run you $10 to get in. It's going to kick off at 930, and the first 100 people in get a button and a raffle ticket. And we got to tell you, the morbid movie raffles, they just keep getting better and better every month. Absolutely, man. But if you're up in the Treasure Coast area the following Saturday on June 24th, Head on over to Oceanside Pub in Jensen Beach. They're having a benefit. It's a benefit for the homeless and Scott Dickinson's birthday bash. Oh, that's pretty awesome. You know, definitely happy birthday to Scott Dickinson of uh, Nation of Decay. Absolutely, man. Happy birthday. So that's going to kick off at 7 p.m. It's another free show, so definitely one you want to come by. But it is a benefit, so make sure to bring some disposable cash and also something to grab a drink or two. You know it, man. Yeah, it's always a party down there at Oceanside Pub. They rock the the walls with the the metal music. And uh, like you said, they can help out uh, some homeless folks at the same time. Absolutely. And then... On uh, the following day, which is uh, Sunday, June 25th, Hair Cuttery is having their cut-a-thon to support the Police Athletics League. This is going to be taking place exclusively at the Hair Cuttery in St. Lucie West, and it's going to run between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. It's great that they can support that kind of local sort of police athletic league. I like that. You oh, know? you know it. You know, they're always, uh, you know, uh, cleaning up like the basketball courts, putting yeah, together, yeah. you know, uh, uh, leagues, uh, you know, for baseball and buying the, the kids new equipment. You know, the thing they always say is, uh, you know, if you give the kids something to do, there's definitely less likelihood that, you know, they're going to run around and get into trouble. Don't get me wrong, you know, getting into trouble is all kind of part of being a kid, but you know, <laughs> you know, that, that, that trouble that kind of leads to those lifelong bad decisions are trying to yeah yeah the, the kind of trouble the police is keeping you out of is probably the trouble you don't want to be in <laughs> absolutely and you know if people want to keep out of trouble they should stay in and listen to the power hour of love every thursday night here on podunk radio at 10 p.m why don't you tell us how tell them how they can get in touch with us al bandito absolutely we always like to hear from all you beautiful people out there so if you've got your own opinions about wonder woman or the police athletic league or e3 Feel free to throw us a shout at powerhouroflove at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on our Facebook page. We have a brand new Instagram page out there, keeping it large. And we have a brand new YouTube channel where you can go and visit the Power Hour of Love and check out our playthrough and review of the new Bethesda game, Prey. Oh, man, we just have so much to offer everybody, but we want to hear what you guys think, like Al Bandito was saying. Get your opinions in. Give us some more topics to talk about. Hey, if you got an event going on, tell us about that. We'll talk about it here on the air. Absolutely, and you can always visit us at podunkradio.com where you can find links to our Podbean that has all of our past episodes and a huge epic archive that's probably way too long for you to ever listen to, but you can pick out your exclusive favorites, go back and listen to Mr. Fusion on our anniversary show or whatever kind of craziness you want to go back there and dig up, but feel free to check us out there. You know, they'll have links to all of our other pages and ways to get in contact with us. But don't forget, we also have a toll-free number for you to call in and leave us a message 24-7 that will either play right on the air, or if you catch us in studio, we'll get you right on the air. So you give us a call at 1-844-944-LOVE. That's the love line. Absolutely, El Bandito. We love hearing from people on there. And like you were saying, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and you know do all those great things to keep in touch with us because we're going to be doing more trivia contests, more all kinds of cool things coming out you know, throughout the summertime. Absolutely. And I know the winner of our Instagram name that game tournament. Absolutely. He just received his free prize. What did he get? Oh man, he got an Amazon gift card. So definitely once again, congratulations to hammered boar. Absolutely, man. So stick around with the Power Hour of Love. You never know if you might win something right here on Podunk Radio. That's every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great. What happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. (laughs) Consider that a divorce.